Last time on Gathering of the Ages. What do you know about the Palatine Eye? Not much. All I do know is that they, they have it out for me. And you here were sent by them to investigate me. And you, you drove me from my home. It is, in fact, Astavia. Ah, uh, what? Oh, my god! He cheated. No, he didn't cheat. <laughs> Warden, you have no need to kill us. We just need answers. For why you are helping the Whispering Way? Estavian. There's one of you. You're almost out of magic power. And I killed Mothis. Oh, gosh, you, you slimy serpent. He holds up his hands, but just point blank at you. And four magic missiles. Oh, and there, there it is. is. There it is. Submit. Dispel the tentacles. Your option here is to kill me or your friends outside will die. Hello. Once again, you beautiful listener. Welcome back to the Gathering of the Ages podcast. I am the lovable Game Master Spencer Borup, here to present to you another fantastic episode that we have lovingly crafted just for you. So we hope you enjoy it. Before we get into it, though, I would like to take a moment to talk about our Patreon. We've been talking about this for quite a while. We have some very exciting stuff on there. Every week or so, we'll be putting out a new new like 10 minutes or so of deleted scenes the very first one we put out was just 10 minutes of tyler talking about pandas we thought it was really funny but it didn't quite meet the cut of the regular episode so we took it and we put it in deleted scene if you'd like to get some extra stuff go ahead and check it out the tier above the deleted scene tier actually allows you the opportunity to submit a hero card idea that we will use on the show in a future episode. You can also get your name on the website, and you can even get your name in the show or a name that you would like to hear used in the show. So check it out. And if you are unable to support us financially through the Patreon, you can always share it with a friend. You can spread the word on social media. Any help you have to offer, we are very, very happy to accept it, and we sincerely appreciate all of it. When we reach our first goal on the Patreon, we will be releasing a brand new show for everybody to listen to that will be made possible through our supporters on Patreon. That will be the show that we spoke about before with Philip as the GM and me behind the player's seat running through the Reign of Winter campaign. So we sincerely hope that you take time to at least check that out, peruse it for a moment, and if you choose to do so and support us through there, thank you, thank you, thank you. Without further ado, though, here is episode 122, Magic, up in the corner! Welcome back, everybody! <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> I was waiting for him to laugh, and then he doesn't even laugh. Who, Tyler? Yes. I like looked at him waiting. Okay, what's he gonna do this time? What? He's gonna clear his throat. Yeah. I wish we could show everybody what myself. our count ins look like when Tiny counts us in, yeah. because it's always like he'll count us in, and then everybody immediately looks at Tyler like, "Do not like make what are you, yeah. a what sound. What are you gonna do this time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. 
Yes. If anybody's wondering, Tyler is the biggest pain in the butt on set. So true. <laughs> I make it fun. If I wasn't here, it wouldn't be fun. It would be so boring without him. Oh my gosh. He the is the of life of this stink. show. Gosh, all bow down in a homage yes. to the yes. great entertainer and Tyler. Without me, you would know a lot less about pandas. <laughs> We're not going there this week. We're not talking about We're not that. Going that We're not going that talking about pandas. If you want to learn about pandas, check out our Patreon. Donate to the Patreon. There's a whole 10 minute deleted scene of Tyler giving us all the panda knowledge I it was more like we could ever want. My panda knowledge was sadly lacking before that. So, it was, that so 10 I minute, do feel edified. I, I feel edified. I feel uplifted and edified. <laughs> Yeah. What was that, Zachary? Nothing. I nothing. Like I didn't say anything. Are you just clearing your throat over yeah, there? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I have a little tickle in my throat. <laughs> well, this episode is going to be a hum. I thought you were going to say it's brought to you by the letter C. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's what I thought he was going to do, too. This episode is no, this you episode by is, Scrubby No, this episode is brought to you by the letter B for Black Tentacles, everyone. Oh. Get your Black Yay. Tentacle brew at your local bar. I'm going to use them in ramen. Side <laughs> effects in, may include... Strangulation. Unconsciousness. Oh, I thought we were going to go back and forth on... Loss of blood pressure. Eyes bulging out of your head. Severe headache. And in some rare cases, death. (laughs) I mean, not very rare. I know. (laughs) Two out of four is not super rare. (laughs) Two out of four. See your doctor immediately if you experience any of these things. Three out of four wizards recommend this. (laughs) (laughs) What's the fourth one saying about it? I can't hear him. It sounds like... Casters hate him. What is his secret? Find out all about black tentacles after the break. Uh, anyway. We don't get <laughs> breaks. Oh We're not TV. We don't have commercial breaks. Let us get into this episode because this episode is not brought to you by any letters. It's going to be a humdinger of an episode, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a death watch. It's going to be a hum diddly dinger of an episode. I always felt it was more of a hoot nanny. A hoedown. A sheen dig. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a more of a hoot nanny. A sheen dig. A sheen dig. It's a Charlie sheen dig, everybody. No, no, Spencer, it's a silver sheen dig. Get it right. <laughs> yeah, a silver sheen dig. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> I hate all of yeah. you. You're no longer my sons. I'm cutting you out of the wheel. No, all we right. got disinherited in you guys. That means Tyler's I mean, gonna get everything. No, Tyler's disinherited too. He no, because I am married to Emily, which means I get half of what she has. Emily's getting all the crochet hooks now, guys. <laughs> yeah. Which no! means all the, cro- all the, all the crochet hooks that we bought you. That means I get half your crochet hooks. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take it from the hobby. <laughs> Tyler's going to crochet sweaters for Roxy, yeah. the dog. She won't wear them. He'll crochet I mean, bandanas for their there dog. You go. There we go. There She'll wear go. those. She'll do, she'll wear that. She wears them. She doesn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> she wears. She likes bandanas. I thought. Yeah, she's fine with those. She wears sweaters sometimes. Yeah, but she didn't like it. Yeah, because 
She's yeah. a spoiled little brat. I take them off her when Emily leaves. <laughs> you know what Tyler told her the other day? I went to pick up Emily and I was in black corduroys and I didn't want to go in because I didn't want what dog the? hair all over me. Why did me. Emily tell you this? All over me because we were going to a <laughs> baby even... shower. So then Emily comes out and says, guess what Tyler told Roxy? Oh, grandpa doesn't love you anymore. <laughs> How sad. Poor oh, Roxy. No. Oh, he shouldn't have said anything. I came in later after the shower and let her come over and jump on me and everything. The black corduroys were my favorite part of that story. Why? Really set the scene. Yeah, yeah it did. So it's the little details that make a story <laughs> stick with you. Well, people have to understand if I was in jeans, I would have went in. Because we black never would have gotten the joke without that. You wouldn't have because we if I have was in to jeans, know. the hair doesn't stick to jeans yep. like it does to black corduroys. Excuse me. Yes, it does. I don't think so. Yes, it she does. gets hair all over my jeans. Not as bad as if you're wearing yeah. black corduroys. Oh yeah, black corduroys, oh people. Oh my God! See, <laughs> the hair the doesn't tragedy. Hair doesn't bother me anymore. You, you know what? You should take our show home or like whatever mm. you play our show on. You should do it and see if Roxy knows we're talking about her. I would she love might. to see if she reacts. If she hears like Roxy, yeah, Roxy. she's gonna start crying because Tyler's going. Grandma doesn't love you anymore. So mean. Well, regardless of grandmotherly love, we're gonna get into this episode because we left on quite a cliffhanger last week. Uh, you found. Estavin Lazarov, the warden of Askinor Lodge, who had fled from the scene of the crime and made his way, surprisingly, here. And he was hiding out in the basement of this place and barricaded the entrance to the room that he was in with the, with the pile of rocks that you were slowly removing in the last episode. And after you did so, he blasted you in the face with some fire. No, and th- he blasted himself. He fumbled, remember? Shut up. He did it once, and then he fumbled <laughs> the second one. Uh, I was getting to that. Don't don't Gosh, rush Tyler, don't rush don't this interrupt. recap. Don't lie. You wouldn't have told us about your failure, Spencer. <laughs> I was getting to... Shut up, all of you. Anyway, uh, and then the second one backfired on him, and it, it started like, like burning his face. He starts looking like Two-Face from Batman. Mm. And... Uh, and so at the I'll end of last you. week, I I, I uh, was listening to it, and I realized that his voice, when I spoke as him, and this was just me, partly because I couldn't remember how his voice sounded when I, when I said the line, but uh, I, I thought it worked really well because it was kind of like raspy. And and I was like, okay, you know, the effects of the of the backfired spell are affecting him, and maybe they're like affecting his speech right now, and so his voice is like sounding like a chain smoker. He's also being held like a foot off the ground, yes. with a giant green hand around his throat. Correct. Yeah, that would make anybody raspy. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, last week ended with Estavian Lazarov staring Parad in the face. In the in the eyes, with hatred in his own eyes. Look at me, look at me. I need to see those eyes. I need to see those big anime eyes. What in the world? <laughs> yes, and two of you are currently very, very close to death. And eh, they're not important. Uh, 
Wow. Oh That's rude. Oh I didn't say Whoa. anything. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's uh, like, Tyler's like, I'm already in trouble for the dog. I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, I should be more scared because I live across the hall from one of the people Ty- I just insulted. So, <laughs> Tyler, if I make it out of this, you get all the wards in the future. All the hey. wards yeah. go to you. <laughs> I don't need it anyway. It's all, it's okay. <laughs> It's wow. true. Why do I keep helping you? <laughs> I know. Why wow. do you? you I think men should put a curse on Parad. That would be fun. That would be great. Yep. I would. Lo- I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that. Just a lot. so, I, just so I can stop hearing every time Spencer rolls. Does a thirty hit you? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. Yeah, nope. Doesn't hit me. So anyway, curse him to only run roll D threes from. Wow. Because we do have one D3. of those. Yep. Everybody's yes, got do. one of those. Anyway, Arstavian looks at Parad and t- tells him. He says to him, in his raspy voice being held up off the ground by Prod, pinned in place, totally immobilized, and he says, he says, uh, your friends out there, they're dying! And the only way any of you will make it out of this is if you kill me. I won't talk! And as he's yelling at him, something happens to Parad and his memory of a, of a long forgotten moment one that he's he's probed his brain over and over for to try and remember suddenly begins coming back to him and we see from Parad's perspective in this flashback that he's seated in a very simple wooden chair. Hands on his knees, and we hear him breathing. Very deep, very heavily. And his hands grip his knees tighter. As from within Parod's head, we all hear a voice speak to him. And this voice says, no more running, no more hiding. Kill your father and you will finally be free. Parad stands out of this chair, makes his way to the flap of the tent that he is within lifts it up to reveal the starry night sky and the orc campground outside of the tent. Illuminated by campfires and torchlight, Prod exits the tent and lets the flap flutter close behind him. As he shambles towards the center of the orc encampment, His footsteps seem very rigid. His movements seem very out of character as he makes his way towards the center of the camp. Scene changes and flashes over and we see this very large war tent. In front of it are two individuals. A very tall, very muscular half-orc wearing some nice-looking armor 
standing next to this half-orc is an unusually small full-orc with a long braided ponytail coming off the back of his head and he is adorned in these very unusual robes. Both individuals are leaning over a table that has been set up in front of this large war tent. And they're looking at a map and it looks like they're discussing strategy for an upcoming battle. There are pawns on this map indicating troops. And we don't get a very good look at it because these two are interrupted as they hear Parad enter the circle of tents surrounding them. He steps into the clearing and into the torchlight and you hear him grunt for a second and it catches the attention of the small full orc. And he looks up from the table into the eyes of his son. We hear this orc speak. And he says, Parade, I thought you were resting. You collapsed earlier. And I had Krodzak here and he gestures to the half-orc standing next to him take you to your tent in the hopes that you would recover soon. Are you feeling alright now, son? Parad doesn't say anything in response. Continues to breathe deep and heavy as he stares at his father. And Sig gets very angry. Just flips over into this, this very annoyed attitude and he says, Parad, I do not have time for this. Either speak or leave! And Parad finally does so. But not in a voice that sounds like his own. We hear him say, Your time has come, Father. I have come to kill you. If either Orc, standing next to this table, feels surprised in any way, they do not show it on their faces. And Sig speaks once again. What are you talking about, Parad? There is no place for jokes in this camp. I should have you flogged for this! Much louder this time, Parad responds to his father. Sig! Your time has come! And I am here to end you! The orcs finally share a look at each other as Parad says this last sentence. And without saying anything, Krodzak removes a familiar-looking axe from his back. At the sound of this commotion, more orcs begin filing out of tents and coming from their campfires that they have been sitting around and begin filling the gaps in between the tents that encircle this clearing. And you hear Parad yell one more time, Your reign of violence, of terror, of feeling hatred must end! And with these words, Parad rushes the table. 
In response, Krodzak leaps across the table and charges Parad, swinging his axe. But Parad is much quicker and dodges out of the way, past Krodzak and towards his father. An unknown orc rushes out of the horde surrounding the fight and intercepts Parad, grappling him and attempting to force him into submission. But his moment is short-lived as Parad quickly gains the upper hand and snaps the neck of this unnamed orc. Krodzak, in this moment of distraction, quickly closes the gap once again and begins swinging his axe at Parad, but misses. And at this point, Parad turns his full attention to Krodzak. And the two grapple each other and fall to the ground, wrestling to gain control of this weapon. With unknown strength, Prod wrests the axe from his comrade's hands and uses it to pin Krodzak to the ground, positioning the axe's handle into Krodzak's throat. Prod somehow manages to get one hand free and begins smashing his fist in the face of Krodzak. And as the blood begins to fly, Parad is hit from behind as another orc rushes in to stop him. Rolling across the ground, Parad stops himself and quickly comes to his feet, just as the new orc charges him. Parad wastes no time with this orc and buries the head of the axe into the orc's chest. Krodzak gets to his feet and the other orc falls. And as this orc is falling, Krodzak uses this moment to charge Parad once again. The two meet in the center of the circle, and Parad swings the axe, burying it into Krodzak's side. Parad's brother-in-arms grabs his side as blood begins to seep through his fingers, and he falls to the ground. The orcs witnessing this fight give over to the bloodlust and begin cheering and chanting, Parad! 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 Strength rules these orcs, and the strong must rule. The weak must be cold. Amidst the chaos, we see Sig clapping slowly. And he makes eye contact with his son through this crowd. Behind him, something else comes into focus as we see the flap of this war tent open and a small female half-orc emerges. Parad focuses on the side of his sister as she runs towards him through the crowd and grabs her brother's hand. At her touch, the voice inside of Parad's head is silenced and all he can hear is the voice of his sister. Parad, Parad, we must go. He will kill you. You are not safe here. Please, come with me. Parad looks around at the growing chaos. Parad, run! Run! And the two begin running. All of Parad's life, he has been running. All of his life, he has been hiding. All of his life, Parad has been killing. And he has never known what it feels like to be a part of a family, a family that would fight for him, a family that would die for him. 
and as he looks around at the faces of those he has grown close to, of the faces of those he has given his trust to, he is pulled back into the present and stares into this into the eyes of a man who has just given him an ultimatum. Continue the killing or watch your family die. And it's Faven's turn. What? <laughs> Me? Gosh, Harold card for Spencer. Yeah, Spencer deserves a Harold card. That was amazing. Good job, Spencer. I made myself cry on. Him. I know. I was like, he's getting emotional. That was so cool. Okay, now back to the fight. Now back to the fight. Okay, now I have to figure out what fans. <laughs> okay. He was so distracted. He I know it. Do, I was really hoping it would be Prod's turn, but the way the initiative was rolled last week, it just. It just happened that it would be Faven's turn. So after seeing this in his head and remembering a moment that he had forgotten for so long, he now has just a few seconds to think about what he's going to do as Faven takes his turn. So Faven, he's entangled by the tentacles right now. Yes. Here we go. Near the rock pile. (laughs) He can kind of see Parad grappling the warden through the pile of rocks on the other side but behind him he looks behind and he can't he as he struggles to turn he sees min and ray next to each other both almost unconscious both of them are very weak and uh have almost succumbed to the tentacles themselves so what faven is going to try and do is he wants to try and throw one of his potions to min to see if Min can catch it in his hair or his hand or something. If you don't want to risk it, I'll allow you to, like, roll mm. it across the floor, maybe. I just wasn't sure about how... With all the tentacles on the floor and stuff, I wasn't sure if that would Oh, work true. You can throw it. I don't know what the DC on catching something is. Anybody well, know that? to hit the square, it's only, like, a DC 5, right? But, mm-hmm, but I have to catch it. Right. <laughs> and that would be... No rules was written for that, as far as I know. So What if you use your hair? It's all just up to <laughs> same thing. Right. It's all just up to the GM. So go ahead and throw it, and then I'll have Philip roll a reflex save. All right. So pretty much the only way I'll fail is I roll a one Kay. to hit the square. Because yes. the DC5 did so help me, throw Tyler. it towards. Correct. If you, if you roll a one. So, all right. So he's going to pull from his belt with <laughs> yeah. one hand off a potion, and he's going to lob it towards Min Kay. with his free hand or whatever while he's strangled. <clears throat> Alright, so I rolled a natural 12. Okay. So it's whatever. So it flies uh, through the air across this small room over the tentacles as they like lash out at this object in the air, missing it, and it makes its way to the space that Min is standing in. Philip, roll that reflex save. And I am still wow. cursed, right? From yes, you are. That's a sixteen. Okay, I was gonna make a DC fifteen because I don't know the rules on that, and I, th- I, th- I thought that sounded fine. Uh, if anybody does know the rules on that, wants to enlighten us, email me. I don't really know and, if there is rules for that. Or if you've come up with homebrew rules on your on your kit games, let us know in the email. Enlighten us to is what you do for throwing and catching objects. But, like I said, DC 15, if you roll the 16 with all the penalties, mm-hmm. then you catch it. Woohoo! 
Can, hey. can you try hey, that hey. again? Mm. What? Can you try that again? I caught a life-saving potion. Be happy for me. <laughs> he caught it again. I don't have to be happy for anything. <laughs> you caught a life-saving potion. So, all right, so yeah, you oh, caught whatever. the potion. Good for you, I guess. I was it's hoping a... you would die. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right, so all right. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'll make it more suspenseful this time. Okay, you ready? Okay, yeah. Right. So you see Faven standing on one side of the small room. And Maven, well. And he reaches. Excuse me. Make this more suspenseful. He's grappled. And he reaches into a pocket and pulls out this potion. Throws the vial containing this life-saving liquid across the room. Min reaches forth his tiny hands his short little arms <laughs> as the oh bottle containing this life-saving liquid brushes his fingertips and he slows it down just enough so that he can catch it in his hand. It's like and then he pulls this glass bottle close to his chest oh my God. as a <laughs> gift given to him by his new comrade, Faven. There he goes. There you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine it like when you do an egg toss. And you catch it without breaking the egg or whatever. Yeah. And you're yeah. so happy. Yeah. <laughs> he says, Except you can't take a step back like you would in an egg toss because you're grappled. Because I am stuck. <laughs> so he says, Min, catch. And he lobs it towards you. Uh, and it is a cure moderate wounds potion. Ooh. So it's 2d8 plus Who rolls three that, or Phil or you? He rolls it when he drinks mm. it, I guess. Now, <laughs> it is Parad's turn. I, I imagine after having these memories, Parad gets a little emotional. Maybe not full on, like, rage mode like he has in the past, but he just gets very upset and maybe even, like, melancholy in a way because of that memory he, he tried to repress so many years ago. And so uh, he looks at this man, the warden, who he has pinned against the wall, and he uh, he starts speaking to him and says, Oh, you're a jokester. I like funny men like you. It's cute that you think this will end with your death. If any of my team goes, no, if any of my family goes, you can pray for death. I will, I will hunt you. I will torture you for every second of every day until the end of time until you finally give out on me and then I will spread your meaningless ashes to the very corners of this world if you think death is what awaits you after this boy you don't know the half of it so dispel these tentacles before I decide to get meaner let me intimidate check My hands are shaking. <laughs> it's an intense moment. Look, look at my hand. Look at my hand. Oh my gosh, you really are shaking. It's legit shaking. <laughs> oh, this could not be more freaking perfect. Oh yay, good. Come on, what was it? I rolled a natural twenty. <gasps> oh, that is a thirty-five total. What the? Nice. Heck? Woo! Nice. And I actually do know the DC of these of of working with creatures at different levels of hostility and you got it but we <gasps> will yeah. wait to see what happens as we continue down the initiative order it is Ray's turn 
I'm just gonna try to break free of the grapple Kay. still. Okay. I rolled a one. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No. no! Fumbled. Just the determination in my eyes, and I'm just mm. I'm I'm slowly starting to go like men, just limp and starting to feel defeated, but angry about it. <laughs> but I'm angry. But I'm angry. I'm so did. I'm, I'm starting defeated to fall and angry. But I'm still angry. I'm still angry. Uh, it is Min's turn. All right. Uh, Min sees Ray starting to lose the fight in her, and after catching the bottle, he takes the cork out of the bottle with his teeth and lets the red life-giving potion dribble down his chin like a strawberry Fanta. <laughs> what the? Men like strawberry Fanta. I wonder if it you know, tastes I, like strawberry Fanta. I do Fanta. wonder what, uh, what a potion like. would taste like. I don't it's know why. Like I always Delicious. picture like a cherry lifesaver for some reason. Right. Maybe maybe all potions why just red? taste like uh, like the air inside of a potato chip bag. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, what'd you That's roll? That's gross. Uh, let's see. All together, that is eight points of healing. Wait, for That's 3d8? It's only 2d8. Oh, it's 2d8. Oh. <laughs> okay. oh, my gosh. Top of the round. Round six. And it is Astavian's mm-hmm. turn. But before he even has a chance to do it, the tentacles act on their own. Ahem. What? I believe that was a standard action. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still have a move action. Oh, okay, oh, sorry. Oh, yes, good. I reach into the folds of my... Scort, whatever it is that Min wears. <laughs> it's a skort. <laughs> is it a skort? Is that That's what we're calling yeah, it? Yeah, it's shorts with a skirt. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a skort. Reaches into the folds of it and pulls out the wand of Cure Light Wounds. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to reach across and save Ray on my next turn. <laughs> All right. Oh, you can't do it right now. No, no I just nope, use my Because he used the standard to drink the potion. Anyway, like I said before, I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> God. The nerve of you nerve. trying to rescue your teammates. <laughs> uh, before he has Chasu, like I said, the tentacles have a mind of their own, and they act by themselves, basically. So uh, let me let me roll to maintain the grapple first. It's a 21 to maintain the grapple, so I don't know if that grapple's Faven or not. Uh, yeah, that beats my grappled CMD. Okay. Yeah. So, because you guys are still grappled, you main it uh, gets a plus four to maintain that grapple, and the three of you take six more points <laughs> of damage. So, Faven, exhausted from all the burn that he's taken from the last twelve episodes that this day has been, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, falls unconscious at that point. <gasps> wow. From six points, he's uh, he oh he gosh. reached his non-lethal limit. Oh my He's been fighting through exhaustion for the last three fights. Wow, this is getting tense. And it is Ostavian's turn. Like, you walk for as long as you can until you fall asleep, and then somebody, some jerk comes along with a wand and cures you and wakes you back up like, hey, not done yet. (laughs) Not done yet. Wake up. (laughs) Ostavian looks fearful. It's almost like a different person as he says, Whoa. You wouldn't really do that to, to me, would you? Oh, oh dear. Seems my time has run out. And he dispels the black tentacles. Hey. Uh, so are we out of combat? Uh, yes. May I speak freely? 
Sure. Granted. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, yes. <laughs> I respect your decision to dispel the magic, but I hope you know you are not forgiven. So help me if you cross us again. I will make good on my promise. You can make sure of that. And he just kind of walks away to the corner of the room. Uh, but bef actually, before he does that, he ties him up. I was going to say, tie um, him up. <laughs> so he might have magic to escape that. But at this point, I think he might not want to. <laughs> so uh, <coughs> gag him. I'll tie him up and I'll. Yeah, I will. Well, I don't know if I want to gag him because we might want to talk to him. But well, if the goal is to no no magic, then as long as he can't move or talk, mm -hmm. he he should. Can you very little. Can you can cast do. silence? Huh? Can you cast silence? Can I cast silence? Mm -hmm. Yes, I can. Oh wait, I lost it. No, no I can't. Right. Oh. I tried to cast that on you. Remember, I lost it. That's right. That would have been yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, well. Okay. I tried. So, well, I'll ask you guys what you want to do. Do we want to gag him and wait for a while to question him? Or, well, I, I know that we uh, just finished this, this difficult situation, but I still would like to know what you, you all want to do with him. Should we tie him up and gag him for the moment and rest before we question him, or... Shall we do it now and get it over with? I can't even speak. Yeah. I'm so exhausted. You I do. Just, I just nod my head, like, "Yes, I want you to tie him up," but that's mm -hmm. all I. Well, he's already tied up. I'm so tired. So he's tied Faven up. Faven is a. Uh, but to gag him. Lying on the floor unconscious. Yes. <laughs> Still. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's right. You do what you need to do. I need to cure Ray. And I start. <laughs> Not, I start wanding Ray. I I can cure myself. And I am going to. I really don't want you to cure me. I'm so work on Faven then. then. All right, then I go to Faven. That's a bit rude. Hmm. She is who she is. So uh, I, I guess I'll just take off or take out a piece of cloth or something, maybe a handkerchief, and tie it around his, his head and gag him so he can't speak and cast any spells. All right, so Min heals Faven. Faven <clears throat> opens his eyes, looks around, sees the tentacles are gone, and pushes himself up to his feet, still struggling from exhaustion. <clears throat> Barad, did you get him? I believe so. I'm not entirely sure how transportation magic works, but uh, for the time being, I hope what I have done will do. Hmm. That was close. Feel more exhausted than I have ever have before. We need rest badly. We still have this curse for who knows how long. Yes, I agree. Uh, seeing as how I have the aid of magic on my side for resting, uh, I say I could take watch for a little while and make sure this slimy git won't travel anywhere. Did we check this room he's been hiding in? not I haven't had the time yet but if you would like to rest I shall get started let Min che check for magic too also yes and Faven kind of leans against the wall because he's still tired 
and <clears throat> Ray cured herself for like 46 points. Holy Jeez, crap. What I had I have cure I've used the last of my level three spells though. Dang. So and I appreciate your thinking of me, Min, but I don't want to owe you any favors, so I could still cure myself. Thank you. Pardon me, Ray, but it's starting to sound like you don't consider yourself part of this group anymore. Owing us favors? We don't help each other because we want to owe favors. We do it because we care for each other. We always have, and I always will. But you barely know me, and you saved me up in the tower, so I was expecting you to ask me for a favor in return. That's how it has always worked for me. You seem to be a bit confused about who we are. Any group I've ever belonged to, you owe. You get, and you owe. What it is always like that. Nothing is for free. Nothing comes without price. Then you already owe us. What groups have you been with before? I don't know. I don't recall Then how exactly. do you know you always owe them? Because I, re I remember it. I don't remember exactly the people. It's all very fuzzy. Mm. But I remember the feelings. You just feel like you owe people. And why do you think I owe you, Min? You're borrowing our friend's body without asking. That is not my fault. You're still doing it. Mm. I owe nothing to no one except for Parad, who saved my life. Mm. And now I must figure out a way to repay him. You probably owe this Artrilla character, though. You owe her time at this point. <laughs> it is not my fault. It was beyond my control. I don't care. That's my friend's body, and you're going to take care of it until she comes back. Well, of course I'd take care of it. I don't want to die. Yes, no weird tattoos or anything. <laughs> no tramp stamps. <laughs> <laughs> Cut her hair. <laughs> you already tied it. Perhaps she is using my body also. We so again, there is no O. She is taking care of my body. Mm. I am taking care of hers. Enough and of this conversation. We've had enough with speaking of debts. I don't care what's going on with this magic. All that I know is that my friends are in trouble. And if I can do anything in my power to help them, I will. I don't expect any favors. I don't, I don't recruit any debts, okay? I want that clear. You don't owe me anything. I help you because I care about you. And if you want to remain in this group, and I hope that you do, forget the notion of debts and favors. You are an odd half-orc, Parad. And I know, though I don't remember their names or faces, but I know I have associated with orcs in the past, and half-orcs, and other creatures, and none of them have shown as much human as you have. It's very odd to me. It's very different. I will dwell on these thoughts and let you know what I, uh, what I think about them. I appreciate it, but I've lived a very long and troubled life. And Do I... you assume humans are the only ones with any character? Yes, no, I don't. Of course not. I don't look at you through your race. I care about you for who you are inside. I've been judged for my shell for long enough. I'm tired of it. I want to respect people because they, if they care about me, then that's all I need to be happy. Have I shown you that I've cared about you? The fact that you fight with us 
is a sign of that to me. But I fight to conquer this evil that is pervading. Mm. As do we. Plus, you made a blood truce with each other to kill his father a long time ago. <laughs> hey, did you know that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say now. He threw me off. <laughs> you were just saying why you join us because you're fighting with us. Yeah, against said. this evil. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, I agree. We fight for the same reasons. They may not be personal reasons. They may, they may be selfish reasons, but there are bond. And that's stronger to me than any familiar link. So you consider be. me a friend or a family member? I... Aside from the sister I just recently lost, you're the closest thing I could ever call my family. I've... My blood relations, aside from my sister, as I have told you, have used me. They corrupted me for many, many years. They forced me down this vengeful path. And I, I grow weary of these events and these actions that I have taken. Mm. I don't care if we do not share blood. The fact that you even think of me as a comrade or even think of helping me in any situation is enough for our bond to strengthen to my expectation. And she's a little confused by your words because it's so like un unnatural to her. She hasn't really experienced this before. So she just nods her head slowly at you. I will think on these things, Parad. Well, now that we have cleared up this issue, I, uh, I suppose I should get to work. And I would like to roll per just general perception on this uh, secondary room to see if I can find anything unusual. Um, that is a 32. And you're doing it on the room? Yes. The area? Yeah, the, the, uh, mostly the secondary room. Uh, where we are, where I am right now. Uh, the one with Estavian in yeah, it, or the mm -hmm. other one? The other one. No, sorry, this one. The one with Estavian. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, you look around the room, and you find... Is Estavian conscious? Yes. Mm -hmm. He's side. laying on yeah, the ground right okay. now. Uh, you find uh, that there's like a pit in the corner of this room. There's a, a hole leading into the ground. Uh, it's dark, so you can't quite see the bottom of it. Uh, you see, so just glance over the edge, make note of it, and then continue uh, searching the room. Maybe thinking, I come back to that later, but for now, I'll search the rest of this room. And you find a very ornate set of surgical tools. And you mm. pick them up and examine them. When you do, they almost look like they're made out of pure silver. You find a lockbox that wasn't hidden very well, but just enough that the casual observer might not have been able to find it, but with an incredible like 30-something perception check, you're able to find it very easily. It is currently locked, 
requiring a disabled device check to open. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Are those silver tools you found? Yes, they seem to be some sort of surgical tools. I'm not entirely sure about that, but from what I, I see when I look at them, they seem to be made of silver. Yes, that seems odd. I wonder Werewolves if, wouldn't be using those. Yes, I wonder if it has anything to do them. with the body in the other room. Hmm. Very odd. Do you can you open that box? Uh. Y- yes, I yeah, I suppose I can try, but Parade, uh, just feeling just so heavily weighed down by all these events and uh, the recollection from before, uh, he wants to take his time on this. Just something dull and mind-numbing to just kind of calm him down a little bit. So he's gonna take a twenty. Uh, instead of rolling, just to take his time on it. Uh, everybody roll me a perception check real quick. Okay. <laughs> you want me to do it too? Yeah. Okay. Did Min detect magic already? I'm working on it. Yeah, I was okay. wondering if he did. I've been doing that the whole time. Oh. Yeah, you detect magic. Okay. Where? Um, Inside the lockbox, and also just like... The magical aura around Estavian hasn't quite dissipated at this point. You get the sp- like, the spells in the other room and just like that aura, but all of you kind of get this une like. Oh, I rolled a twenty-one. Oh, on the Kay. perception. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, I rolled a twenty-nine on the perception. Okay. Twenty-four perception. Okay. Actually, I'm not gonna have you do it because yeah, you might, you're I didn't looking think at that so. box right I'm, now. I'm preoccupied. And Min. What did you get on the perception? Since I've been concentrating for at least three rounds, I know the presence of magical auras. I know how many there are and which one is the strongest. And I can make knowledge arcana checks on what school of magic it is. Okay, there is... So there's the aura from the spells. I think we talked about that it lingers, especially if it's a higher level spell. Black Tentacles is very high level, so you definitely feel... And those, At least for you guys right now, that's probably like the highest level thing you can cast right now. Too. And those I can rule out because I was there yeah. for them. Um, does it affect like magical items? Auras uh, yes. on magical items? You're detecting, like I said, magical aura coming out of the lockbox as well as on Estavian's person. Okay, I want to find out what kind. Okay, so this one's on the thing inside the lockbox. That's a 22. What kind of aura is coming off this thing? A faint transmutation aura. Ooh, transmutation. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, How many auras are on the warden? Just one? There's like two or three, I think. Okay. So... (laughs) It says I have to roll for each. Uh... All right, that's 15 on one. You don't get it on that first one. Oh, no. Okay, that's better. That's a 26. 26. It's your boy, Min, up here detecting magic in the corner. You get a moderate necromancy aura. Is it coming from anything on him, or is it just like him, like he cast it on himself, or he is? Uh, It's pinpointed, right? Yeah. It's coming from something inside his pocket. Give me that. (laughs) 
and I pull it out. Uh, you reach into his pocket, and as you're reaching into it to pull it out, he grabs your hand. He's and like, tied up. Well, with <laughs> his tied hands, he grabs your hand to stop you from, because you just tied his hands and his feet probably. Yeah. Yeah. So he grabs so. your hands while his hands are still tied and like holds you there and gets this like panicked look in his eyes as you're pulling whatever's in his pocket out. But he's bigger than you and I think he's just a little bit stronger than you. So you're having a little difficulty re- removing your hand from his pocket because he's got this death grip Faven's on you. Faven's going to okay. rock over. So, yeah, I was going to say, hold on. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, he grabs my hand and Min looks at him with this like, you serious look? Mathis is dead. The Whispering Way is gone. We're your best hope of getting out of here alive. You'll do what I tell you. Give it. He doesn't relinquish the whole gun in your hand. Faven kicks him in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try that again. Give it. Uh, Faven kicks him in the stomach. Right, as he's struggling. And he doubles over. Uh, How hard do you kick him? I mean, do you want to roll like a a strength check or something? I don't think a kick would. That'd be like a non-lethal damage attack or something, right? Should I roll an attack? Yeah, do it like an unarmed strike. Yeah, it's like a non-lethal. Yeah. How does that work? Because he's technically helpless right now. I think you get the automatic hit, but you it's get you just roll your you damage on an unarmed strike, basically. Uh, just okay. using your foot instead of your fist. So I'm assuming I hit him. That's yeah, it's an automatic hit because okay. he's helpless. Okay. So it only does like... Where's that? It's a D3 plus something. Yeah, it only does like three non-lethal damage. Okay. Does he um, let go yet? He lets go. Well, he, he like doubles over and lets go of Min's hand because he doesn't really have a choice. And in the commotion, Min like removes the item from his pocket and then like scurries away like a little like pack rat. <laughs> He's got his <laughs> item. He's like Wormtail from Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I'm scared of this guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm following no, you. I'm going to hold it in front of his like face you, and gloat. It's more like you found something shiny, and you're like, ooh, it's yeah. mine now. <laughs> in I front of this. his face, like I Philip said, though. I got this little <laughs> treasure. No, I'm going to hold it in front of his I'm face finished. and gloat. I'm going to use this. I don't okay, know you're telling me how my character acts. <laughs> they're turning I'm you into show. Fun. Wait, they're turning you into that that guy. Gollum, yes, thank you. Yeah, my precious. My precious, thank you. Schmeagle. So I look at the thing that I'm holding, and what is it? I need you to roll a spellcraft on it in order to determine what it is. Well, well like, what what am oh, I holding? It's a, it's a stone. Okay. It's just a stone? Color? It's the sorcerer uh, stone. <laughs> no, uh, it's some kind of... of uh, oh, no, there we go. It's an amulet... That has been bound in silver. Oh, huh. A lot of silver in this room. Any insignias yeah. on it? Uh, nothing like discerning. No, it's very, no very old though. Is it like pristine, or is it rusted, or like tarnished, or something? Or um, I don't think silver tarnishes. Silver, doesn't, silver does yeah. tarnish, but it oh, doesn't it does? rust. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. So it's old. It's probably tarnished okay. then, but but you can still tell. You it's can still silver. tell it's the okay. silver. Uh, that's a 13. Oh, you have no idea what it is. Okay, so wait a minute. Mm. Min, what did you take out of his pocket? This thing. Do you know what it is? No, but it must be important. 
Let look me at have, how mad he is. Let me have a look at it, and I'm going to roll spellcraft. Well, Min knows it's necromancy. Right? <laughs> Ugh. A whole six. <laughs> you have no idea what it is. I mean, you guys aren't even close. I'll roll the spellcraft, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I know so much about magic. Hey, I am fatigued. You no, actually can't. Okay. I don't for. have any skill in spell. <laughs> it's not even on my skill list. I'm, oh. I'm sorry, man. I, I can't tell. I'm, I'm thinking of I'm your. Exhausted I'm thinking still. of your knowledge skill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still too tired to concentrate Which I can't even use. very well. Um, it's okay. We so while you ask. two are talking, uh, Parad gets the lockbox open, and you hear this click as it as the latch opens and uh you remove from inside of it a wand and then this like Ooh. it's a scroll case um and and actually so you would have gotten like two different types of of uh auras out of the lockbox i forgot that the wand would give off an aura but the the scroll case is giving off an aura and when Parad mo- removes it from the the lockbox and Min looks over at it you realize that that was giving off that transmutation aura inside the lockbox the case itself is giving yes. off an aura? that's weird hmm. so there must be a scroll inside it yeah no the case not the scrolls the case itself is giving off an aura of transmutation. Min, I found this in the lockbox. Would you like to take a look at it? <laughs> That's a... Dang it. 24. Oh, that's on, better. On spellcraft. What's so special about this case? I don't know that I've ever heard of a scroll case Ace having a magical having aura. Or, yeah, oh. That's odd. Maybe some kind of protection. Actually, I need your knowledge arcana, not a spellcraft. Oh. Can I keep that roll, though? Sure. It's higher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, you must re-roll it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a 26 altogether. There is a spell cast on the case preserving its contents known as the Ungent of Timelessness. What? Oh, and it preserves. preserves yeah. It preserves things uh, that it preserves matter that was once alive, such as wood, paper, or a dead body. But it's actually an ointment that's like rubbed onto the substance. So, hmm. so yes, the the case has this ointment rolled rubbed on it to preserve its contents. Uh, so the scroll lasts a long In, time. I might have a feeling about what's inside, and I don't know if I'd like it. Well, I think we better open it and see what we're dealing with. Mm. Too late. (laughs) You already opened it. uh, Yeah, (laughs) Min opens it. (laughs) What spell is on that scroll, Min? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. The scroll case, when you look at it, too, let me describe the look of it. It uh, is decorated... With fragile, colorful moth wings. Ooh. And once moth. you open the the uh, it's Desnin. the scroll uh, the scroll case, a uh, few pieces of parchment fall out, and you begin like sorting through them, 
they are the pages themselves are rather faded um, some of them are a little bit harder to read than others but the first pages you look at I actually have written down what's on them I'm gonna let you read it to the group share your information with the class are those not spell scrolls they look a little different to me what does it say men <clears throat> Sometime in 3200s. Hmm. Whoever wrote this could have been a little more specific. A pa- it's a paperwork nightmare. A powerful <laughs> wizard with the ability to unite orcs and raise the dead has started a war that involves all of Ustalov. The people here live in constant fear. My only son, Agelis, knows of the people's fear and is speaking of becoming a missionary to aid those in need. I fear what may happen if I let him go, but I fear it is the right thing to do. Sometime later, this man was not a good journal keeper. (laughs) I have received word that my son is returning home, but under unfortunate circumstances, it appears he has been injured. I will take care of my son when I see him again. He's a Desnan missionary, then, from his temple. Later date. Next entry. I tear... Oh, sorry. I fear my initial assessment was wrong. That agelessness ointment didn't do this any favors. (laughs) Having been bit by a wolf, I assumed it was just that, but the infection has spread and become worse. Uh, entry five. Night of the full moon brought much pain and suffering to my beloved son. I was forced to lock him in the basement of the temple. I do not know if he will return to his original form or if he will remain this beast forever. Time and the outcome of my latest experiment will tell. What? What kind of experiment? It doesn't say. Mm, Are there more papers? Yeah. The next entry... My experiments have not yielded any positive results. I'll be conducting a new experiment. I have concocted a serum derived from the blood of my son. I will administer the serum myself to myself as well as my congregation. What the What? I thought she he was created trying to, all the werewolves. He was trying to kill his son. It doesn't sound like he's trying to kill his son at all in the hopes of having a larger pool of infected to conduct tests on. Oh, so she wants to test everybody. He turned himself and his congregation Herself, right? into test subjects. Is this a woman talking? I, I thought it was his father. My hope is that with more tests on, more tests to conduct, I will find a cure. So my name is Leon Madren- Mordrenact. I will see my son cured. Mordrenak. The Mordrenak pact is, isn't that a... The Silverhides. The Silverhides, yes. He created them. That is why this mm. temple was, was profaned. They were Desnan worshippers, and he defiled them. And this place, that's how mm. it became the werewolf... Oh... I feel mm. ill to my stomach. The missionary got infected on his travels and brought it back with him to this place. Faven, aren't you a, also a worshipper of Desna? Yes. 
I wouldn't feel right leaving this place in such a miserable state. Is there anything you can do for it? I'm not a holy man myself. I can't bless or consecrate or anything of the sort. He's not Cyrus. Yes, <laughs> if only I was a monk. <laughs> <laughs> With Real levels cool. in cleric. With one level of <laughs> cleric. <laughs> I wonder what happened to his son, though. We haven't heard that name. Angulus? He's dead. Where did it say that? This happened during the Shining Crusade. Yes, during the time oh. of the Whispering Tyrant. But they kept the name of the... The Mordranac tribe. Mordranac tribe. Mm. Mm. Uh. Angelus is what bound them together. It was his blood that made them. These are really old papers. And he thought he could cure them. Well, we all know how well that turned out, don't we? I'm not oh entirely my. sure he wanted to cure everyone. Maybe just the only person he actually cared for. But to turn your entire congregation, I wonder if they did it willingly or were unwilling participants. Perhaps he used... They all drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Did they drink it knowing it was going to turn them into Wilrobes? Probably not. Perhaps he that's turned so their weird. faith against them and made them fear for their lives if they didn't obey his commands. I know this has happened in many places elsewhere, too. This mm. kind of makes sense, though, that all the werewolves might have come from this one pack that he created, and then they splintered off after finding out what he had done. And that's why they're at war with them. Mm. It seems as though very evil to me to use one's faith to uh, it's trick twisted. others. I feel as Desna may have left this place long ago because Oh, I believe so, too. These things. This is no longer a sacred holy place. The next scroll you look at is actually a magical scroll. Um, oh, it is a scroll. It is a scroll. I'm sorry. I just... You wanted to get to the important I was, bits. Yeah, that one, that, I was really excited for that one. I wrote those journal entries so because cool. those aren't in the book. So, oh, that's um, cool. I might that's put them cool. on the website so people can use it. And if, they, if they run Carrion Crown hmm. and they want a little bit more flavor because the book is just a general description of what happened. Right. Um, I liked it. That's cool. But uh, the uh, one of the other pieces of paper that you pull out of the case is a scroll of removed disease. Ooh. Caster level 12th on that one. And then the third paper, like the third set of papers that you find, um, Min begins reading them and... Like, his mouth begins to fall open as he's, like, more and more surprised, being, like, the massive history buff and the, uh, the you know, the lover of magical artifacts and things like that. It's true. Why do you um, think those dates bothered him so badly? <laughs> uh, I can't catalog this! <laughs> uh, you uh, begin realizing what this last paper is. And it is a communion ritual to activate the Dusk Moth, the artifact that was brought here long ago by Desna priests to commune with Desna herself. Hmm. And it's giving you instructions on how to perform it. You do have to perform it at the top of the tower in High Throne. What, what is the name of the moth? 
The warden's books called it the Dusk Moth. Dusk Moth. Yes, so they could... Is it an actual object? Speak or is it just the ritual itself? You remember the from the journal that it was an object that they, like, broke apart and then put into the walls of the... Oh, that's where we've heard it before. ...of okay. the uh, temple. But when you got up there, you saw these standing stones that encircled the top platform. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, this communion ritual actually says that uh, those standing stones are what contain the pieces of the dusk moth. So does um, the ritual lead me to believe those standing stones can be activated? Uh, you Yes, you believe. I mean, at the very least, you think, why not give it a shot? Yeah. Why not try it? So while Min is reading this, Parad and Faven are speaking of like what has been done to this temple. Um, you get the feeling that in order to even do it, though, you might need to spend some time cleaning out what has been done here. Hmm. Um, like the symbols and bones hanging around. Yeah, and, and re-consecrating this place. If you had the consecrate spell, uh, hmm. you would be able to just cast it and then and then you'd be okay. But, but you... In, in order to do it without it, it's possible. It just takes a while in order to bring back the spirit of this this place, the holiness and the sanctity of this temple. Mm-hmm. While you guys are all standing around uh, talking to each other, talking about this ritual, you hear this, like, thudding sound. Oh, great. Oh, no. I knew we should have cleared out that pit. There's and you look pit, over... Yeah. And you see Astavian is, like, beating his head against the wall. What Not, the like, hell? hard, but in, like, frustration. And <laughs> then he looks at the four of you, waves his hand, almost as if he's saying goodbye, and then disappears. Oh, what? Man. And we'll see you what? next week. Come we on. We should have questioned him. With our heroes narrowly escaping death and finding instructions on how to commune with a god, tune in next week to find out what they choose to do.